Welcome to High Performance Equestrian, science to enhance rider performance. Hello, on today's episode I'm going to address mobility. I consider this one of the key ingredients to moving with the horse's movement. If you watch top riders in action, what do you notice? Particularly in dressage, where at first they appear to be sitting still, they most certainly are not. Sure, their head and hands are carried through the air in relative stillness, hovering above the rest of the six-legged athlete team, but like a swan gliding elegantly on the lake, there is a lot more going on underneath than that seeming stillness. Look closely at the rider's ribs, hips and ankles in particular. There is a great deal of mobility required to move and not move other body parts. I mentioned that mobility is one of the key ingredients to moving with the horse's movement while you're riding. I'll be addressing the others in upcoming episodes, and these are elements such as rider alignment, balance, stability, and specific strength, force absorption, sequencing, coordination, and timing. But today, it's all about mobility. So what exactly is mobility? You might have been to the gym or worked with a trainer and they've done flexibility tests on you. So something like the sit and reach test for hamstring and lower back flexibility. This is not quite the same thing as mobility. Flexibility and mobility are terms that are sometimes used interchangeably, but they really do have a slightly different meaning. Mobility is more dynamic, it's more active, it's usually referring to the ability of a joint to move. Mobility also requires stability so that the joint can move relative to other body parts. Flexibility is more the muscle or muscle group lengthening through a passive range of motion. So it might not be the joint through its full range of motion. It might just be that particular muscle or muscle group, such as the hamstrings, which is actually three muscles on the back of the thigh. So that refers to a muscle group. So a sit and reach test is looking at hamstring flexibility but it's not looking at the mobility of the hip joint where those hamstrings insert. Another example might be testing the flexibility of your calf muscles by standing on a step and hanging your heel off the back of the step and seeing how low you can drop that heel into what we call dorsiflexion, which is a toe-up position. That would be a flexibility assessment. Whereas mobility would be you putting your ankle joint into that dorsiflexion position without the use of the step. So just doing it in the air. In this example, moving that particular joint into that position requires flexibility of the calf muscles on the back of the lower leg, but also some strength of the muscles on the front of the shin. Good or poor flexibility in a muscle or muscle group can affect mobility or range of motion 
around a joint. When thinking about the structures that can affect the mobility around a joint, we've got the muscles surrounding the joint. The muscles are attached to the bones via tendons. The bones are attached to other bones via ligaments. And then you've got some space in between the bones, inside the joint, you've got some fluids and some cartilage in there. So there are lots of structures inside the joint. There's also the shape of the joint itself and the bones. So there are lots of different things that can affect the range of motion at any particular joint. The physical structure of the joint itself, for example, Of course, elbows and knees in humans are hinge joints. They only move in one very particular direction. Then you've got your hip and shoulder joints that can move in a much wider circular movement. But the shoulder joint is a shallow socket and the hip is a deep socket, just meaning that there's a lot more stability in the hip, but more range of motion in the shoulder. In thinking about the properties of some of these tissues, the ligaments and tendons are more structural, strap-like tissues, a little bit like bamboo shoots, if you like. They're not very stretchy. And then you've got your muscles attached to the tendons, and the muscle is a much more elastic tissue. Because of this property of elasticity of muscle, It does stretch better when it's warm and it's more likely to tear when it's colder, just like a rubber band. Also, muscle can contract and lengthen. So another property of muscle is the contractile tissues that can shorten and lengthen. And this is how we move bones. The point of going through the physical properties is to get a really good feeling for how you might train mobility. But before we get to the how, I want to address the why. Why is it so important for riders to have mobility? I've already mentioned that for a rider to look still on a moving horse, they actually have to be following the movement of the horse and in very specific parts of their body. In riding, our hip joints or pelvis, our thoracic, so the spine where the ribs attach, and the ankles are three really key areas. They're not the only joints moving, but they're the joints that really need a good level of mobility as well as stability to be able to move with the horse and absorb force. Mobility works so closely with the other ingredients to moving with the horse that I will address it when I do the episodes on stability and rider alignment and balance as well. Even when you think about the sequencing and coordination and timing of movement, you can appreciate the mobility required in various joints to both give aids and follow the movement of the horse. For example, just riding a horse at the walk, your hips are following the swing of the horse's hips. You are coordinating a left, right, left, right with each hip bone swinging forward and a bit to the side with each step. And then when you pick up the trot, 
Although from the side it looks like your whole pelvis is moving forward and back, it is still also moving side to side as well. And then of course at the canter, you've got one hip slightly further forward, scooping in an elliptical movement. So there is coordination, there is swing, there is forward and backward movement, side to side movement, there are circular movements, and there's also isolation from one side of the body to the other. So just circling your right hip more, or just circling your left hip more. So if it's starting to sound like under the dressage jacket, the rider is doing a bit of a belly dance, well, that's not actually too far from the truth. So what are the problems with lack of mobility? Well, if the mobility isn't even, that's one big problem. So what I'm talking about is if you've got a lack of flexibility in one muscle group compared to an opposing muscle group. So let's think about perhaps the muscles on the front of the hip being tighter than the muscles on the back of the hip. You'll have more mobility, more range of motion in certain movements on one side of that joint. This imbalance can lead to ineffective movement, but it can also lead to injuries based on overuse. Lack of mobility can literally block the movement of the horse as well. It's like tensing up and half halting the whole time when you really want the horse to move. Both riding and activities of everyday life can create imbalances at our joint in terms of mobility and flexibility. Think about the postures that you sustain during the day. It might be sitting at a desk, it might be driving, you might spend a lot of time on a laptop or digital devices with your head down looking in front of the body. All of these postures can create a rounded upper back and a short tight chest muscles and these are not great postures for riding. In these examples, mobility work would include flexibility for the muscles on the front of the shoulder and the chest to lengthen those muscle groups. It would also include strength work for the muscles on the back of the shoulders and the upper back to draw the shoulders back and help correct that posture. And it would also involve range of motion dynamic work as well. Which leads into the next point, which is basically, how do you get mobility? How do you get better mobility? There are lots of options for mobility. Moving more is great. Sitting more is not great. Any moving activity helps increase your mobility. If you're used to sitting a lot, even just walking, swimming, these sorts of things will help general mobility. Then when we start to think about specific mobility, so those important joints for riders that I've mentioned, you can start with some static stretching, particularly if you notice that the muscles on one side of the joint are tighter than the other. Static stretching, for example, is just like holding a hamstring stretch or holding a tricep stretch. This sort of stretching is best done when the muscles are warm because of those elastic properties. So at the end of some type of physical activity. And just like strength training, you want to repeat the stretch for a number of sets, if you like. So maybe do each stretch three times holding it for at least 45 to 90 seconds, letting the muscle relax in and lengthen into the stretch. 
And this is something that does need to be maintained. If you stop stretching, the muscles might shorten and tighten again. So flexibility and mobility are definitely aspects to work on for life. But static stretching for flexibility is not quite enough for mobility. So then we can move on to dynamic stretching. And this is the type of stretching that you might see athletes start their training session with. At many fitness classes, they'll start with dynamic stretching. It's also called range of motion stretching. So this is just really big body movements, moving the joints through their range of motion. The movement should be slow and controlled. And some examples might be with your arms doing freestyle or breaststroke strokes through the air. And with the knees, maybe side leg lifts or high knees. Now that's just some basic dynamic stretching, which really is good for maintenance and warming up muscles. But if you need to increase mobility, then you can start to look at tools like foam rollers, sticks. Yes, stick mobility has become quite popular. There's lots of different ways you can use a stick to move your joints through a range of motion and increase mobility. There's plenty of resources you can look up online with stick mobility. It's quite interesting. Also, Pilates, yoga and dance are all fantastic ways to train mobility. With or without equipment, there are options for Pilates and yoga to be done at home. Or if you're a bit more advanced, you can certainly get into the studio and get some tips from a great instructor with some other equipment. So just remember that movement, mobility through the joints, particularly the pelvis, the thoracic spine, the ankles are just so key for riding effectively and also for riding longevity to decrease the wear and tear on the rider's body. I do hope that I've informed and perhaps inspired a bit of focus on mobility for your riding effectiveness. The next few episodes, I'm going to continue into those other ingredients for moving with the horse. Thanks so much for joining me today. Until next time, happy riding.